This is the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a place to hear stories from the deaf and hard of hearing people and from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. Today, I want to do my own review of the groundbreaking episode of Casualty, a popular hospital drama based in the UK, been around for decades. I think it's 34 series that have been going on. So it's a big deal in the UK. And the reason I say it's groundbreaking because this is an episode where it completely centers around one character who is deaf and it goes through her journey, her story and her emotions, her feelings. And I just watch it and yeah, it was very good. Very, very good. I'm not going to reveal the entire story. If you want to watch it, you can do so. But there will be elements of things where I talk about different characters and how they're feeling. So there might be some spoilers, but I still think you will get a lot from watching it. Even if I tell you what happens in some of these senses, you will really enjoy it. It will open your eyes a lot. And I just want to share my thoughts around the whole thing after watching just now. Before we get into it, make sure you check out my Patreon page if you want to support this channel. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this episode and also about what I've seen when people don't provide representation in the front and in behind the scenes and get it as authentic as possible because that's what Casualty has done. But I want to talk about more about that and you can check it out on my Patreon page. Link is in the description. The general story is that Jade who is played by Gabriella Leon, who, by the way, in real life, she is deaf herself. So you can't get more true representation than that. So the general story is that she thought that she had been abandoned by her mother because she is deaf. But she only found out later on, and her mother didn't know that she was deaf, and she was then put into foster home after home and all these things, and she wanted to meet her past and meet her mother. Long story short, her mother is profoundly deaf and she is mainly sign language speaker as well. And then that relationship gets interesting and it gets emotional. And I'll go in a bit more detail about that. But that's kind of the general story of that particular episode. And then around that, of course, there are little things like, oh, this person had an accident, this person had an accident. And it's like, you're waiting for it. You're watching this character and thinking, mm, something's going to happen. And then bang, something did happen. Those are the little side stories and it kind of blends into the main story. But let's get into the character Jade. And even from the moment it starts, the scene opens and she's in bed and you can see flashing lights and the vibrating noise. She's in bed and she's waking up. And immediately it's obvious that it's her alarm which flashes and vibrates because obviously you can't hear that. And I have kind of a similar setup, except I have a smoke alarm like that where it flashes and it vibrates. But also I use the vibration of my phone as my alarm so that I can hear it. And it works for me that way. For others, it might not work like that. Things are getting a bit muffled and because she didn't have her hearing it on, so trying to make it realistic in terms of this is what you're hearing based on how she's hearing it. So the caption muffled sigh came on and then there was even certain caption came up when she was drying her hair and it's kind of like thud against her ear and just like thud 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 but there were times I have to be honest where some of the captions where they described the sound I didn't think it very very good for example when she was drying her hair with the towel the caption came up as 
amplified white noise impact on ear. For me, I don't think that's a very good caption. It didn't really make it very accurate. It didn't make sense to me. I think it could have been something similar, like off the top of my head, hand thumping against ear while drying hair or something that is quite specific. You know there's an action because of a specific action. And as a result of that, there is a specific sound that comes out of it. But that caption didn't really tell the full story. But aside from that, then you get into it, she then puts on her hearing aid and the little clever thing is that you can hear when she taps the hearing aid and you can hear it going tut 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 because you're trying to adjust it, you're fixing it and all these things. And then the caption comes up, white noise end. And is it white noise? I'm not sure. I think it could have been other kind of background noise. But either way, what I'm trying to tell you is that there are all these weird sound distortion around you and then when she puts her hearing aid on things have got a bit clearer and the white noise has ended and the caption has displayed that so it's good that it tells you that but i think the caption could have been a bit more descriptive the one thing that's definitely accurate is when she puts her hand over her hearing aid i don't know if you can hear it in my hearing aid but it's a feedback and that does happen it's like checking if it's working the battery is okay all these things and you have it on, and that is legit. Because she's a nurse, obviously there would be all sorts of sounds in and around the hospital, and there were times where it was very overwhelming. So for example, she had tinnitus, and it got really hard to hear certain things, or certain noises become really intensive, very overwhelming, and she got a bit sensitive to high volume noises and you can see a certain caption the appearance saying increase white noise as she enters the hospital or siren is blaring and she looks really uncomfortable with it and the screen get a bit fuzzy to give you an idea that that's how she's feeling just overwhelming just too much and i've learned later on that sensitivity to high noises is called hyperacusis and that is apparently something that jade is going through and it's again it's a true reflection of how some people will feel when they are noisy that it's just too much to handle. It's just overwhelming. Maybe you can't really differentiate it. You can't separate it. And I get that a lot because it just requires either you have to concentrate really hard on what that noise is and trying to work it out. Or you get exhausted from just the constant action of listening and listening in amongst all that noise. You get that listening fatigue. And it just got very overwhelming to the point where you just want to take off your hearing it. And that had happened at times. And then into the story itself about she then eventually meets her mother for the first time since she was abandoned at the age of three. And went to meet her for the first time and didn't realise that she was deaf. And the mother didn't realise that, oh, you're deaf as well. Now, the mother, who's played by Sophie Stone, who is brilliant actress. Every time I watch her on anything, she's awesome. I love her acting style and her emotions and all these things. Brilliant. So, Sophie Stone is the actress and she plays a character called Susie, who is deaf and abandoned Jade as a child. And at that time, it's because she thought, you know, she just couldn't cope or she was withdrawn or she was not developing properly. She didn't realize at that time that she was deaf. And then that story got opened up and got really emotional at times and got really deep. The first time that they meet was in a cafe, as you do. And I couldn't help but just laugh in terms of in dismay when 
they both wanted to order coffee. So you go to the barista, Jade orders, and she was speaking orally and asked for coffee. And then Susie then also asked for coffee as well, but she doesn't use speech a lot and she did it a little bit. And the barista was like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's just ridiculous. And, you know, even Susie said, I can write it down for you. And then Jade said, this is what she wants. And maybe Jade didn't have to do that, but the barista was just not helping. And I think if someone needs a bit of uh, deaf awareness training, maybe someone can contact a cafe and get that organized because, yeah, the barista didn't help. So at that time, then they got their coffee, sat down, and they were going to have a conversation. And I don't really watch Casualty a lot. It's just because of this episode, I was really intrigued. So I don't know whether Jade could sign or not and how she communicates with deaf people. Likewise, vice versa. What's going to happen? Is it going to be by text? Are going to write down messages? Are they going to sign? It's interesting to see different ways of communicating because there are different ways of communicating between someone who is hearing or maybe just partially deaf, hard of hearing, and someone who is profoundly deaf. There are ways to get around it. So I was quite curious to see what happened and lo and behold, they were signing. And it seemed Jade was signing in sign-supported English, but, you know, maybe she's learning, maybe trying to get up to speed in terms of grammar. Well, obviously Susie was signing in BSL, in British Sign Language. And that was the communication there. And obviously, again, it wasn't like a full-on communication in terms of a deep conversation or such, because there was a lot of emotion. They're trying to get understanding. There were things going around in the background. And that is another moment where I was like quite impressed, where the caption this time was very accurate, because there was a caption that says something along the line of milk frother with, which I think is really accurate. So, you know, in a coffee machine, you can hear that noise when you put the... And you're trying to get that milk to froth and make it steamed and get the froth going. You hear that a lot in the cafe. And that was really highlighted in that particular scene. And it really made Jade like, I just can't cope. She had to take her hearing off. Which, by the way, I want to take off my hearing ears. I'm kind of done with it. And really, she took off her hearing ears because the noise was just too much. And it felt a bit better because it was just really sensitive to that high level of noise. So then they were communicating. And one thing that she pointed out as well is that one, they were communicating by sign language, the open caption, which is the burned on caption, started to appear. And that was time to say, this person said this, this person said that. It was in different colors, so you can work out who said what. And that's how you read it. And on top of that, which is really important, I have to mention this, the open caption was moved up a little bit than the average thing that you see in subtitles at the bottom of the screen, but the open caption was a little bit higher. And that's because there were times where the open captions appeared at the same time as the closed captions. In certain situations, sometimes you see them overlap each other, and then you can't see it. You can't read anything because the open caption is on top of the closed caption, and you can't see what's going on because it's just distorted. But on this occasion, they separated it, which is perfect. That was really important because there was a particular point again when the milk frother was making that noise and there was a sound distortion and then there was a, um, what she said, sorry. The sorry was open caption and that was burned on the video and then below was the sound distortion disappearing or something like that. But trying to say both of these things were happening at the same time and that was done really well. The fact that they wanted to use open captions with the closed caption 
It was dumb brain lately. Oh, I forgot to mention as well. One thing that I've also noticed is that when they first met the first time and uh, they tried to say that, okay, I, I'm deaf. You know, that's Susie. She said, I'm deaf. And I've noticed it's deaf with a capital D. And then Jade said, me too. And she says, oh, you're deaf. And that was a deaf with a small d. And the whole thing, small d deaf, capital D deaf. You can learn more about that if you want to. But again, it shows that, ah, you know, they have the right people saying, okay, she's capital D deaf and small d deaf. And yes, people argue whether is that needed. But I guess in this situation, it was needed. So the fact that it was there shows you that there are the right people involved in the creation of this episode because I suspect most people will not be aware of the difference between small d deaf and capital D deaf. There were other moments where I thought I just had to, <laughs> I just, again, laughed in dismay and it, because it's a typical thing that you see in the real world. And that is when Susie's mother, called Teresa, she was trying to find her and long story short, there was a, a bit of an accident where she had to go on the ambulance in a paramedic and in the ambulance, it was Jade, it was Susie and then Susie's mother, Teresa, and then the paramedic was there. The paramedic wanted to speak to Susie and she wanted to get someone to translate. The mother, Teresa, she interviewed, don't, don't worry, lifetime practice, it's better that I communicate because I know best and I knew this is going somewhere, going to be interesting. So the paramedic said, could you ask Susie where is she feeling pain? And some people might expect Teresa to sign. No, it was never going to happen. I knew it was never going to happen. Teresa just started speaking like maybe slowly and saying, oh, don't worry, she can lip read. And that was enough. Jade was sitting beside her and she said, I can sign. I can do the interpret interpreting. And uh, Teresa's like, no, 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 don't leave it to me. I know better. And this is a typical story that you hear all the time. Uh, the parent, they think they know best about certain things. And I agree that there are times you do know better, but there are times where because of that lack of awareness and it's a hearing parent, um, they're not fully aware of how that deaf child feels. And in this case, she's a grown-up, but still she feels like she knows better. Um, you know, Susie got annoyed with it and she's like, okay, yes, pain, side, blah, blah, blah. But it was clear that Teresa wanted to be in charge because she felt she knew better. And that is what happens in the real world. And um, it can get quite complicated. It can get quite messy because then the relationship between the parent who's hearing and the child who's deaf it doesn't go very smoothly and that shows when Jade then rolls her eyes and I also rolled my eyes as well. Don't worry Jade, I get you. The other story which is also emotional is also quite common in the real world is the fact that Jade was abandoned because she was withdrawn in her own world and she wasn't, according to professionals, developing normally. And at that time, they didn't know she was deaf. And it was only later on she was diagnosed as deaf, but she was abandoned and put into foster care. And I'm sure that happens a lot in the real world. And also, regardless of whether that person, if that person's deaf or other kind of disabilities or whatever, then you can only work out like how often this happens in the real world where the child just needs a bit of adjustment and that's it, it will be fine. And everyone adjusts as well around the child's needs but that didn't happen and it just brought out that emotion of feeling where she felt oh 
I'm abandoned because I'm deaf. The mother didn't know because the mother thought it was important that she was put into a special care. And the mother, in this term, I'm talking about Susie. Susie said her mother said the same thing. And they said, the professionals told us we should do it the best way. And we couldn't do it on our own. So we have to put you in foster care. And that is really sad. Really, really heartbreaking. Because I'm sure that happens a lot. When really a bit of patience and getting advice from the right people is all that it needs. And then towards the end of the episode, there was again another scene which resembles in real life where Teresa said, I tried my best. I listened to the professionals. And that gave me a bit of a warning sign when someone said, I listened to professionals and they said this. In this situation, they said I should focus on speech therapy, avoid signing and, you know, just enforce the person to speak instead of signing and eventually Susie did sign but Teresa was saying I listened to them and they said this and that happens a lot I hear that story a lot in the in the real world even though that it would have been a lot smoother if everyone learned sign language Teresa didn't know any and she didn't think it was needed and she felt like it was better to listen to professionals do it this way this happened in the real world and again really really sad and it can get quite emotionally traumatic for the deaf person in this case a deaf child and that kind of created a lot of mess and that is because sometimes I can't blame the parents because they felt like they did the right thing by listening to the professionals but sometimes those professionals are among the least deaf aware people in the world they think they know better but by enforcing autism and they enforce people to do that don't do signing don't do any of that just forget about it, then that actually benefited the professional and the parent more, but it didn't benefit the deaf child in any way. It really captured that emotion and it just perfectly done. I thought it was really, really well done. And the reason it was well done because there were proper, proper representation of people in the front, in front of a camera and behind the scene, trying to get the authenticity bang on, spot on. Not only you have, first of all, you have the program's first regular deaf character, which is Gabriella Leon, and she was playing the character Jade, and she's deaf herself in real life, and she has experience, that's number one. And then her mother, Sophie Stone, well-known actress, and she is BSL speaker, and she is a professional actress as well, so, you know, there's no worry about that, you're not just getting anybody, she's a professional, she knows what she's talking about, that's another thing. And then it was written by two people, who were also very well known, Charlie Swinburne and Steph Woolley, and they are also deaf themselves, and it was directed by a deaf director called John Maiden. It's a, it's a beautiful team, it's a perfect team. This is what happens when you have a good team, they bring it out in a real way, authentic way. Unlike certain situations where you see people say, oh, we couldn't find anybody, or they just bring some random people who pretend to be disabled and it's not really authentic and they do things which is just not right they don't really bring out that authenticity on the screen this is what happens when you get the proper people experts and true representation on the screen you get this you get casualty delivered in a really brilliant way yes there were issues with, with the caption i felt could be better but in general it was so good it was so so good and i guess when i end with this there was one scene where Jade was speaking to Teresa and trying to say that you're wrong. In general, that's the story. You're wrong. And Jade said, and it is okay to be deaf. 
oh, that gave me shivers. Oh, gave me shivers. And it gave me shivers because the story makes sense. Because, again, you need to watch it. You understand why she said that. But even for me, and I'm sure millions of people, to hear that and say, it's okay to be deaf. Oh, gave me shivers. And for me, because all these times where I've been treated like I am broken or flawed or I'm just putting aside somewhere, or I'm not normal, all these things. And sometimes you need someone to say, you are normal, because you are normal. And it is okay to be deaf. But sometimes you don't hear that, and almost all the time, you don't really see that on the screen. And someone said that on the screen as well. And that was so, so important. I can't emphasize how important that one sentence toward the end of the episode is. And it is okay to be deaf. If you're based in the UK, you can watch it on iPlayer. And the story is just really, really good. Even for someone like me who hasn't really watched Casualty ever. And I wanted to watch this one because it's just always nice to see someone who is like you on a screen. And it's done in a correct way, in an accurate way. And they care. They care by getting the right people involved. And I just love that. And just want to thank the whole casualty team crew and the people involved in the making of the episode and of course bring it on screen by Gabriella she's done amazingly to bring it on the screen it's every every single person did what they had to do and it was so well done make sure you hit that subscribe button it really would be amazing if you could do that in the meantime I will speak to you again soon take care Thank you for listening to the Hear Me Out CC podcast, courtesy of hearmeoutcc.com.